Welcome to Thrive Church Online. We are here to know God, to grow in Him, and go. We hope you feel encouraged and equipped through this week's message. Um, so we're entering a series today that I really didn't mean to enter, but I can't avoid, and it makes me nervous to preach, uh, which is good. It's called To the Core. Um, and here's the thing. Um, you can't be a part of something that you don't understand what the point of it is. You can't, you can't yoke with something if you don't know what, what field you're trying to plow. And so what I want to do is take the next few weeks, and this is the wrong time of year to do this. What I'm supposed to do is wait till January and do a vision series, because that's when everybody does vision series in January. But here's the problem. I don't want to wait till the new year to start and getting everybody rallied around the vision. I want the vision to be part of our DNA of who and what we do. Um, not just as a church. I'm going to be honest with you. Church DNA is way uh, is, is important, but church DNA is a reflection of people DNA. Like, what's at your core? What what do we believe are core beliefs that we all should have and we should all share in common? So, so man, we're going to talk about making Jesus famous. That is that is the mission of Thrive Church. Um, so, so mission is what we do. System is how we do it. Right? Um, how we do it is we know, grow, and go. Um, so in order to make Jesus famous, we bring people in the con- conflict of answering the question, who's Jesus? It ain't any different than it was 2,000 years ago. People rolled up and saw Jesus doing something. They had to figure out what they thought about Him. It's not any different in 2023. Um, the next thing we think is that you've got to know Jesus. Jesus is going to call people to be His disciples. Go on a journey with Him. Learn about Him. Here's the great thing. You don't have to be perfect. Peter's three and a half years into his journey and tries to stab somebody, inadvertently cuts their ear off. But yet, this is the rock Jesus builds his church on. So, if you don't try to stab anybody three and a half years into following Jesus, you're doing better than one twelfth of the disciples. Then the last thing we think is that you've got to go do something, which is when we feel, feel the great command, uh, great commission. So let's just take a look at something. I think that our job is, in fact, to make Jesus famous. Um, I think that, that, that Jesus, and I have people argue with this, they're like, well, Jesus is already famous. No, He's not. Uh, he is in some places, but He's not in others. Some people know His name, but don't know who He is. Have you ever had somebody play a song, and you're like, oh, I know that song. Who sings it? Have you ever, so my wife is like a rolling jukebox. We'll do this one day. I'll just randomly play music. She'll be like, oh, that's, um, you know, John Cougar Mellencamp back when he was still cool and had Cougar in his name. Um, and in 86, he sang whatever. And I'm like, okay, what about this one? We actually play this game going to the beach. Uh, I get on Spotify and drive because that's safe. And um, here's the thing. I think some people know the rhythm of Jesus. They just don't know the author of it. That, that his, his, his song, peace and hope and faith and all those things, that part of his song is famous. They just don't know the author of it. They don't know, they don't know, they don't know who originated it. Psalms 45, 17, I love the way the message says this. It says this, And I'll make you famous for generations. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever become so in love with Jesus that your goal was to make Him famous? It was just so that, that, that people really got to know the goodness and the graciousness and the mercy and the hope that comes with knowing Jesus. Have you ever let your life be so radically changed 
by Jesus that you began to want to promote him uh, for being famous. Here's the thing. People go, well, I don't know that I want to be that that radical for Jesus. But here's the problem. You're that radical for for the newest restaurant in town. Because if I look at you and go, where's the best cheesecake? My wife has an answer for that. If I say, where's the best place to get coffee? You've got an answer for it. If I'm like, hey, where do you not want to eat? You probably have the answer for that. Now, I'm a University of Tennessee fan, and we got drugged yesterday. I mean, we got, I mean, the police got called. There was a beating that went on, right? Like, but here's the thing whether they win or lose, I'm, I'm, I'm up here going, Tennessee, let's, let's, right? I will promote them. If, like, like, if you come to my house, and I, one of the first questions I want to ask you is, who do you pull for in football? And I love it when people go, I don't really have a team. I will sign you one. That's how I roll. Now, you may not like University of Tennessee. You may be a Carolina fan. You may be a state fan, which, by the way, they drugged Virginia Tech yesterday. But anyway, um, my point is this, is that, that you make other things famous. You go as far as to make other things famous when those things that you're making famous, and there's nothing wrong with that. Can I just say this? If you're a football fan, do be a football fan. If you're a deer hunter, a deer hunter cannot ride by a field and go, I'd hunt that. I'd hunt that. You know where I'd put my stand in the back corner right there? No, wait a minute. There's some cars there. This has got a predominantly east wind, so I'd sit. You can't take a woman through a home goods store and she'll go, oh, that's cute. That's cute. Where would we put it? Oh, I wouldn't put it in our house, but it's cute. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Then she'll talk to a friend who has that taste. And she'll be like, you know what, third aisle, fourth shelf, halfway down on the left. There's this, there's this, this thing. It's so cute. It, it would, it would set your. See, we make things famous way more than we make Jesus famous. And the problem is, while there's nothing wrong with those things, those things never saved your soul. Those things never changed your life. They never changed your marriage. They never changed your finances. They never changed the way you raise your kids. They never changed you from the inside out. And here's the reality: the psalmist writes this and says, "Look." If you're, I have to make Jesus famous because I have to live from the inside out. I have to live from what's most important to me to what's least important to me. And the most important thing I can do is make Jesus famous. So there are three areas I want to talk to you about, about making Jesus famous in your life. The first is, is in your own life. Uh, and, and we'll dive into that. But I also want to talk about making Him famous in the church and in the world. But in your life, um, here's what I think. I think that that, that making Jesus famous means, uh, and, and it's a term we don't use a lot, but marketplace ministry. When was the last time you looked at going into the market and into your job and into your world as a mission field? And people go, man, you know what? I can't. I can only share so much Jesus because I could get fired. And and you know, I was sitting uh, in a, in my spiritual place this week. I was sitting in, in a deer stand. Um, sometimes I just need people to be quiet. And I feel bad if I'm in my office and I don't answer your phone call. But if I'm in a deer stand, I feel no Holy Spirit conviction about that. I'm like, well, the Lord made deer so they could hear. If He wanted me to answer the phone, He'd have made them deaf. <laughs> I, was sitting, I was sitting in my thing and I was like, God, but, but, but the problem is in the culture we live in is so hedonistic, right? 
It's so anti-God that if we share Jesus, we're afraid of getting fired. Can I be honest? I, I like getting a paycheck. I wouldn't show up if they didn't give me one. Like most jobs, I would here, but like if I worked a secular job, I really don't show up for the paycheck. But here's the problem. I was like, God, but, but we can't encourage people to go into the marketplace if they're afraid of getting fired because that seems counterintuitive. And Jesus said, yeah, I get you. But let's go back to when I started. The Roman Empire was, was fully in swing. And people didn't have to get worried for getting fired. They had to get worried for losing their life and having their home burned down and their business acquired illegally by the government. I understand your nervousness. But I still have a desire to be made famous. Because if I kept those people safe, why wouldn't I keep you safe? And if you can't, if you can't live under the pressure of, 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 an, of, a, of an employer's pressure, how are you ever going to withstand being faced with martyrdom? See, here's what I think. I think my job is to make Jesus so famous that, that people can't, can't help but see Him. So one of the things we do is we want to make it about personality type. I don't really, I don't talk about anything. I'm quite, my wife, unless if you're one-on-one -on -one with her or in a small group of people, she's not like, she's not like, woo, it's a crowd. I see people and I get life. I'm like, hey, there are a thousand people in the room. Come on, it's about to be a party. What can we do? We about to break something. Let's have some fun. Other personalities like, oh, it's a thousand people. Here's a corner. Let me go find it. Here's what we want to do. We want to say, we want to say that based on personality type is our calling to make Jesus famous. There's an old spiritual song that goes, uh, it was written by the Bee Gees. It says, You can tell by the way I walk, my walk, I'm a woman's man. But here's the thing. I think that right there. Uh, so so the point of it is, is is the Bee that is the Bee Gees, right? Yeah, okay. So so I, I thought it was, and then I was like, I threw that out there without actually Googling it. But but here's the thing. Um, uh, people should be able to tell by the way you walk and the way you talk and the way that you react and the way that you do all this stuff. In your life, you should make Jesus famous. In the way you deal with your waitress, you should make Jesus famous. In the way that you deal with conflict at work, you should make Jesus famous. In the way that you deal with 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 people around you, they should begin to want what you have. Here's the thing. I think that you should make Jesus famous in the good and bad times. I think the bad times are a better opportunity to make Jesus famous. But it's an opportunity few of us take. Matter of fact, Scripture says this, and I'll come back to that in a minute, but Matthew 5.16 says this, in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to the, your Father who is in heaven. See, here's the thing. People are watching you whether you want to realize it or not. You have an audience. Whether you have a microphone or not, you have an audience. And here's the question. Are people seeing your light shine through how you go through trouble, through the way you talk to people? Pastor Tracy in our, in our leaders meeting talked at into some depth of, man, 
How you talk to people either gives life or death. You should make Jesus famous in how much light you shine. Can I be honest with you? It is not hard to walk in and find fault. Oh, the house is a mess. Oh my gosh, the kids are... Oh my goodness. You know, Can I just say this? As a man, I appreciate you telling us what to do. Like, hey, can you start dinner? Don't tell me how to do it. Men, can I say this? If your wife's doing it, don't coach her. She's fully, she's fully equipped. We, we married full-functioning human beings. If they're doing it, take your hands off of it. Okay, so anyway. But people should be able to see Jesus. You should be making Jesus famous through your attitude, through your response. Um, so I sit there and I go, man, you should live in a life, you should live your life in a way that makes people want what you have. If you're reacting and living your life like everybody else with the same attitudes and the same responses and the same, then you, my friend, are not making Jesus famous. And I'm just going to say this the church can't make Jesus famous until you make Jesus famous. 2 Timothy 2.3 says this. Endure. Now, now, can I just say this before we really look at this? Paul is writing to his son in the faith, Timothy. Timothy at this point has about 12,000 people attending his church. Timothy doing all right. He says this. He says, endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. Now, what I want him to say is, I want him to pull a TD Jakes and go, get ready, get ready. Get right, like I'm. I'm looking for some. I want him to look at. I want him to look at Timothy and go. You know what? You you really need to do. You need to remember that no weapon formed against you will prosper. That. But what he says is this. Endure. See what it, what it, what he had to make sure that Timothy knew is that there are going to be times when you feel like quitting and that things don't go as planned and that God's timing obviously doesn't match your watch. There are going to be seasons when you lose your temper. There are going to be seasons when you're not the dad you're supposed to be, the employee you're supposed to be. There are going to be seasons where you just feel like giving up because you don't feel like you're enough. Here's what Paul tells Timothy, but Timothy, I need you to endure. Because part of making Jesus famous is staying in the fight. I think that, that as you lean into trouble coming into your life, if you can endure that trouble well, uh, I think it was Paul that wrote, and he said this, why do you mourn as those that have no hope? Like, like if we know that all things work to the good of those who follow Christ Jesus, right? And, and, and are faithful to His, his commandments. Why, are we, why do we get so wigged out when trouble comes? What if we could learn to make Jesus famous in our troubled spots? Well, yeah, but nobody's really watching because most of my trouble happens at home. Your kid's watching. Leslie, your pre-kid's watching or listening. Your spouse is watching. Because here's the thing. Making Jesus famous better start at home. Does this make any sense? And, and then it translates into the workplace. And then it goes on. Because here's the thing. I think that, that, that not only is it through the way that we deal with trouble, but I, but I also feel like this. I also feel like... We're supposed to live blessed lives. So we better make Jesus famous in our giving. 
nobody wants to follow somebody who's as jacked up in every area as they are. Now, you can be jacked up. People are all the time. Oh, man, we had somebody I talked to last week, and they paid their tithe in quarters. I was so excited. And then they, we were having a conversation, and the Lord blessed them multiple fold. And I, I was like, look, this isn't because of you. You're not blessed because of you. You're blessed because you're a child of God. So when people look at your life and go, man, you know, and do I think that living a blessed life is driving a Maserati and living, you know, in a five minute? That is not blessed, man. You have all the, I know millionaires that have put guns in their mouth. Money does not bring happiness. But I'm going to say this. Do I think that God wants to supply all your needs and a lot of your wants? And I added that last, last part in according to his riches and glory. Bet your rear end I do. I don't think there's anything. How many of you would look at your kid and go, you know what I really like for you to do? I'd like for you to struggle your entire life. Well, God said, if you know how to give good gifts, how much more do I, your Father in heaven, who love, right? But now here's the thing if your kid is a brat, or your kid can't steward it well, shut it off. Look, I look at my kid all the time and I'm like, look, I will help you with this, this, and this. But if you lose your mind, it, you will see a drought in your financial position unlike that which you have ever seen before. But when he talks to people, people are like, oh, I can't believe your parents do that. And he's like, I can't because they've been doing it my whole life. And they're like, my parents never did anything like that. And he goes, well, favor ain't fair. That's a term I use all the time. I expect God to bless me. Why? Because God's been blessing me my whole doggone life. Even when I was a knucklehead and out sinning and doing my own thing, God was still watching after me and He was still protecting me. I just matured to this point where I recognized that God was taking care of me. I re How many of y'all thought your parents were idiots when you were 15? But when you were 25, you're like, hey, they ain't so dumb. <laughs> your, your relationship with Jesus is the same way. And to make his him famous. And then remember when you were like 18 and maybe you had a younger sibling or a younger friend. Like, My parents are so dumb. They won't let me go to a party. Well, what's going to happen at the party? Man, we're going to drink and we're going to sleep together. And we're going to. And then like, why won't they let you go? Because they think we're going to drink and sleep together. <laughs> so your parents aren't being jerks. They're keeping you from getting pregnant at 12. Keeping you from being a dad at 12. Like, like maybe... To make Jesus famous looks and goes, hey, maybe some things that God said no to you were about weren't because He didn't love you. It's because He did. And the reason I'm so blessed isn't because I'm good. Now, I think that a man needs to work. Scripture says man doesn't work, he doesn't eat, right? Now, that, doesn't, that does not include people who are hurt, people who, 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 who are, are disabled, people who have like, 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 those things were already built into Levitical law. Right, the church. See, if the church would have done its job, man, I'm meddling. The church would have done its job of making Jesus famous. Welfare would not have to exist. Uh, widows and orphans would not be a problem because the church should be. I mean, go to the Bible. It said, "Take care of widows and orphans." We we help those that are in need. So he goes on. He says this. He said, "Man, why why do you why do you need to make Jesus famous in your finances? Because here's the thing." If you can't make Jesus famous with what you've got right now, He can't increase you to the next level. Anybody ever said this? I've said it. Man, if I had more money, I'd give more. You lying. You just spend more. 
Because the problem isn't a financial thing. It's, it's a heart and an understanding thing. I understand that first fruits are a tenth of my income. I'm going to give those God. Generosity starts after 10%. Not before it. Before you're just being obedient. Up to 10, you're just doing what God told you to do. Anything you do above 10% of your income. And people always ask me, gross or net? I'll pray through that. I don't, that is not my deal. But when people look at me all the time and they're like, and I used to feel bad, I'm a little bougie. Uh, can I say this? You a little bougie too. I know guys that drive old trucks but shoot $10,000 guns. That's bougie. I know guys that drive $100,000 trucks, which why well, you need $100,000. Anyway, that's meddling. But shoot a $20 gun. It's how you're bougie. I know some women, I know some women that won't spend $40 in makeup, but they'll spend $40 in X, coffee. Which I think you should do both. We'll cut somewhere else. Little makeup never hurt any girl. Anyway, that's meddling. I think I think one of the biggest ways that you can personally make Jesus famous is by the way you treat other people. I think that you the way that you treat other people makes Jesus famous. I think the way that you talk to the janitor at your company, yeah. I think the way that yeah. you talk to the, the, the homeless guy on the street, the cashier at, the, at the, the gas station, the Uber driver that picks you up, the, the, you know, it, the, the maid at the hotel, the, the person at your work that is subordinate to you, I think that the way that you talk to people around you is the way that you make Jesus famous. Because how many people have, have ever talked to you and you thought, hmm, there's something different about them? The way that you talk to me, look, loving the lovely is easy. How do you love the unlovely? How do you love the person that smells a little bit or has bad breath or, or, or is annoying? Have you ever had that person when you see them coming, you avoid them? That's not a bad plan. But if they find you, and they will. How do you how do you how do you make Jesus famous with them? Because here's the thing, in, in, in a couple of days you're gonna have Thanksgiving. Now, right now, I want you to think about the annoying relative that you have that you try to avoid. When you think of them, raise your hand real quick. Do it right now. I rest my case. Ever had ever had the couple where you loved the husband but you hated the wife? Not hated, hated is a strong word, but like or maybe you love the wife and the husband was challenging, right? How do you treat them though? You ever have somebody come over with your kids? And I'm dating myself. They, they bring baby kids over to your house. My, MD, my MTV people from the 80s and 90s know what I'm talking about. What do you do when somebody brings their unruly children? You know the kids where they say, you break it, you buy it in the store? It was written for those children. How do you love them? Be, sorry, I didn't mean to mess y'all up. I'm sorry. But how do, how do you make Jesus famous when you're under extreme pressure? When everything inside of you wants to, wants to lash out and look more like the devil than like Jesus? How do you make Jesus famous in those moments? 
Second thing is this. I, I, think, I think you need to make Jesus famous in the church. Now, I want to reference Isaiah 64, 1-4. I'm not going to put it on screen because it's a lot. But basically, it talks about the power and the presence of God showing up in people's lives. And, and, and here's, the, here's the reality. In our church, we have seen people, we've prayed for people and we've seen them healed. We've seen financial breakthrough. We've seen marriages restored. We've seen, we've seen lives change. It's, it, it, it is what we're doing. And I think that, that part, of, the, part of, of making Jesus famous is making sure that our church keeps the presence and the power of God in it. Because here's what I believe. I believe that, 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 that worship is not a spectator. I mean, that, that church is not a spectator sport. I think God meant for you to get involved. Um, I, I think this, I think that, that, that one, you should join a team. Well, if somebody asks me, I will. You ain't making Jesus famous. You're trying to get drafted. If enough people join the military, you don't have to draft anybody. Jesus said, remember, Paul writes to Timothy and said, as a soldier, don't wait till you're drafted, sign up. Like, get on a team. Hey, it ain't hard to park a car. For some of you, it's not hard to park your car. Look, some of y'all love kids. Get involved. Some of you love babies. We, there, there are mamas who would love to give you their baby for an hour. They'd love to give you, they'd love for you to give them for two. Come to church for one, let them take a nap. They'll go in there on the floor and pass. At, mamas know what I'm talking about right now. They would love for somebody else to change their kid's diaper. Like, like, you don't realize what a blessing to a mom nursery ministry is. Hey, you know what? I'm not good at that stuff. Well, can you welcome people? Can you stand at a tent and go, hey, I'm glad you're here. Would you mind filling this out? No? Okay. Yes. Thank you. Here's a t-shirt. We're not launching missiles. We're just making Jesus. No, we're just making Jesus famous by loving people. Hey, would you like a cup of coffee? It's cold outside. Would you like a cup of coffee? You don't seem like you're on your A game yet. Would you like, like come on. But here's what I believe. I believe that perfection does not move the heart of God, but passion does. Whatever team you serve on, you better be passionate about making Jesus famous. Regardless of what they do, regardless of their attitude, regardless of their... Uh, I got saved because a guy had passion. I hung up on the youth pastor that would call and invite me to church every week. Literally, we'd go, hey man, what you doing? And hang up on him while he was still talking. Until the day I knew I needed Jesus. And I knew where to go. Because he was more interested in making Jesus famous than he was letting some little turd set him off. Does this make any sense? So I sit there and I go this. But now here's what I do believe. I do believe in excellence. Excellence is not perfection. Excellence is doing the best you can with what you got. You may have an old car. You can still keep the floorboards clean. You can still change the oil. You may not have the nicest house in the world, but you can clean it. A broom is a one-time investment. How many of y'all ever couldn't find your dustpan? You can use a piece of paper. You can use, I've used a bill before. That's double use right there, right? You may not, you not, may not have all the money in the world, but, but you can get soap. You can keep yourself right. So here's what I say. Man, excellence in the church is not perfection, but it's doing the best we can with passion. 
It's about loving Jesus. We were, we were laughing about our building. We were like, man, we don't, we don't have the best facilities in the world. <laughs> Shocker. I know you didn't know that until I told you. But, but here's the thing. We've taken what most people thought was impossible and turned it into a dope place to hang out and, and experience Jesus. By the way, can I just say this? If, if you came and you served yesterday and in, in the, they rebuilt steps in the back, they trimmed trees, I don't know what all they did. Will you stand up real quick? Yeah. We give these folks a round of applause. They absolutely crushed it. Um, yeah, they got here. At, they got here at eight in the morning. One group left at three, and thank y'all so much. The last group left at like eight. And here's the reality: Why did they do it so that people could come to church and and make Jesus famous? And what they did was they built the the, the launch pad for people to, to to rock it off of. See, not everything gets you attention and gets you claim. But here's the thing. Man, when, when you decide that you're going to be that you're going to be a part of church, and listen, part of church means you need to worship. It ain't hard to sing. We put the words on the TV. Like that's pretty cute up. You know, here's the thing. It's not hard to laugh at dumb jokes. You've got a dad, most of you. I'm going to tell dad jokes. Your job is to laugh. If I say something good. Amen, which means so be. It means, hey, dude, that's right. That's not hard to say. If you're not comfortable with that, yeah, it doesn't bother me. But you need to be involved in the message. Does that make sense? Like, this is not, you did not come to watch a fish in a bowl. That's not my job, to swim around and you go, oh, that's fine, Pastor. Does this make sense? Last thing that I think you need to do, and I'm short on time, but but in your world. Um, I think this has to do with community change. Um, one of the things that I'm passionate about is like our EMS program and our police officers in our area and some of the folks that people, firefighters that people don't really think about. Um, oftentimes we, and we don't talk about this a lot, but we'll take them donuts. We'll just show up with some donuts. We'll show up with some food. We'll show up. My heart is to build a trailer um, that has grills on it so that we could pull up at an EMS base and just go, you know what, it's Thanksgiving. We're, we're fixing Thanksgiving for the entire group here. Call your family and bring them. Our church is here to serve you. Pull up at a fire department go, you know what, you guys are here working every week. Will you call your other departments and just have them swing through? We'll drive to them. And we just want to feed you. Remember this, 5,000 people came to know Jesus because some little dude brought a lunch. He, Jesus took a Lunchable fed some people, and they're like, this is the Messiah. No, 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 no. Wait, well, hear me. Jesus became famous because somebody fed somebody. Because somebody loves somebody with no strings attached. We don't feed you. We, I've never taken a box of donuts to EMS and said, you can have one if you come to church on Sunday. <laughs> one, donuts ain't all that impressive. But a donut without a string is... People showing up to like, and can I say this? My vision for what I want to do is way beyond my budget. Remember number two that in your finances, Jesus has to be famous because we can't do vision without funding. It's not about us. It's not about building new buildings. I want to build people. I want Jesus to really be famous in our community. I want when Thrive Church drives up there, oh, here comes Jesus. These folks are about to do something ridiculous. I don't know what they're doing, but but you know they're not the church that shows up and gives us hot dogs. They're the church that shows up and like deep fries a turkey yeah. for for friends' yeah. gift. 
Caleb deep fried a, a turkey for 20-ish. And dude, it looked, man, I did not have smell-o-vision, but it looked good. And I'm just sitting here and I'm going, I'm going, man, what if we committed that we're going to make Jesus famous, not only in our own lives, not only in our church, but in our community? What if we did this? What if we showed up for JV football games that nobody likes to attend? Not even the parents. Those kids will remember that. Parents will remember that. What if we showed up for little league games? And I'm not talking about just pastors and, and youth leaders and children's church folks. I'm talking about like you. What if you showed up and you picked a kid and you just cheered them on, even if they're not from our church? What if we did this? What if we said that we're going to help people that are in trouble? Not because we want to be seen as something, but because we want Jesus to be famous in people's lives that are hurting. Here's what Jesus says. In Luke chapter 4.37, this is actually after Jesus and it says this. It said, the news about, or, or during Jesus, it said, the news about Jesus spread through every village and in the entire region. He talks about holy fame. Jesus was famous. Jesus rolling from, from village to village, and people are like, here he comes. This is it. This is the one. This dude's a miracle worker. This guy's a life changer. This guy's a financial provider. Remember how many times Jesus provided finances, not just physical healing. Anyway, he man, he, he forgives sins. He, he he restores marriages. The chick at the well had like 15 men in her life, and like he got that whole crew straightened out. And she's she's living it right now. Why? Because Jesus wants to be made famous. Like he wants to show up and show off in your life so that you can tell other people about him. And make him famous. Here's what I believe. I believe that that in that scripture, the community heard about what God was doing in 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 the sick and in the broken and in the lives of people in the church, and they wanted what those people had because making Jesus famous is simply telling people what God has done about you, and more importantly, showing people what God has done for you. And I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of people feel like they got to lead off the conversation. Here's what I believe. I believe that if you live a life that's so loving and so extroverted that people will come ask you the questions. And then you're like, look, if you don't want to hear about Jesus, you don't ask me that question. That people all the time come, how do you have a great marriage? How do you have a great, you know, how, how do you live so blessed? How do you, and I'm like, don't, you, don't play with me. You, you ask me, I'm going to tell you, but what I'm going to tell you is not what you're going to want to hear. Like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, are you sure? Yeah, because it ain't a pyramid scheme. Here's what I believe. I believe that Jesus wants you to prosper even as your soul prospers. There's a correlation between you living blessed and fulfilled and your relationship with Jesus. Oh, here's the preacher answer. No, dude, I ain't giving you a preacher answer. I'm giving you the truth. Now, what you choose to do with the truth, because now that's up to you. Because I'm just going to tell you this. I did electrical work one time with a guy, and I was like, I'm not sure you're supposed to do that. not sure you're supposed to do that. And he got himself blown across the room, and I'm like, I was right. You may not believe in Jesus, but He's there. Last Scripture, John 12.32. Jesus said this, And when I'm lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to Myself. For so long, churches talked about revival. We've even had things we called revival. They weren't really revivals. They just get a bunch of people to church and get you excited. Revival happens when it's sustained. 
when it's a way of living, when it's in your DNA, when it's with you to the core. This isn't perfection. This is just pursuit of Jesus. It's just going, hey, you, you, you know what? Here's what I think. I think that I want to make Jesus famous in my life. And I'm going to start at home. I'm going to start in myself. I'm going to go into, into the workplace. I'm going to go into my finance. I'm going to give Jesus access to every part of my life. And here's the thing. I, I got people coming over to my house for New Year's Eve. You may have coming over for Christmas or for, for Thanksgiving. Can I just say this? Part of your house is off limits. There's some closets in my house you, you, you ain't opening. Under penalty of death. Like you're going to open them and all the crap I've hidden is going to fall out and kill you. Uh, can I say this? I'm funny about my master bedroom. Like if I ever invite you to look at something in my master bedroom, it's because we're on a whole different plane because like that's mine. Like I'll share everything else. It's like this. I'll loan you any piece of clothing I have, but my underwear, they're mine. Can I get a witness? If you would share your underwear, will you raise your hand? Because I want to offer another church option to you. Um, because they're just... Can, I, can we just be honest? There are things you don't share. Here's what God said. God said, here's, here's what I want you to do. I want you to, to be so committed to making me famous that no part of your life is shut off to me. That we're close enough that I can open any drawer and any door in the heart and in your life. Some people are good with God. People talking about God's forgiveness, but not about God's commandments. People are good about God talking about His people talking about God's commandments, but, but don't talk about finance because all, all preachers want money. Well, can I be honest with you? Um, only people that mind me talking about money are people who don't give. Nobody who give. People give. You're like, yeah, whatever. I got this one down. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you talk about porn, the people who won't make eye contact are like, come on, let's move through this part. Or probably the people who struggle with porn. <laughs> Y'all got so quiet. Anyway, how committed are you to making Jesus famous? Here's, here's, here's the first part of the vision of our church. Our vision is to plant multiple campuses that are not big um, motherships that a bunch of people come to. Can I be honest with you? I want to connect with, with the sheep. I don't want so many sheep that I can't keep up with them. Because then I feel like I'm being a very bad steward of what God has called me to do. Here's what I do believe. I believe that there are people that are sitting in this audience that God is going to raise up to be the next pastors, to be the next teachers, to be the next leaders, to be the next people to make Jesus famous. And you may not stay forever at this location. We may come to you one day and go, hey, I know you're, you're happy sitting, but now it's time to get out of the nest and go fly. Will you fly at a new location? We may come to a point where we're like, hey, we need you to attend a different service. Because one of two things is going to have to happen. We're either going to have to go to a third service or plan a new building. Now, I don't give up ground, so this one ain't going anywhere. So if you're like, oh, Lord, we can't move. Here's the thing. Uh, Jesse gave me a quote this week, and it said, um, uh, what was it? Give it to me real quick. Yeah, he said, there are two things people don't like. It's change and the way things are. Come on. Come on. You want to prove it to you? Call your grandma and tell her you want to change Christmas or Thanksgiving and watch the scroll of the apocalypse open. <laughs> Same woman who wants everybody to show up. So my point is this. 
Are you so committed to Jesus and making Him famous that you're willing to let Him change you? To change your finances, to change your interaction with people, even people you can't stand. Are you willing to forgive people that are sitting there talking about you? Are you willing to forgive them knowing they're going to talk about you again? Are you more committed to making Jesus famous than you are to anything else? Let's pray. Father, as we come to close, I... The first thing I want to do, if you're here and you go, you know what, Pastor, I'm not sure that I'm where I'm supposed to be with God. Will you slip your hand up? I just want to pray with you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to do anything else. There's somebody in this place that says, man, I need to establish a relationship with Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, right now I invite you into my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins make me right with you. Today I confess that I need your love and your help. In Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, thank you so much. Can you give those folks a round of applause? Biggest decision you can ever make. Um, Also, um, over the next couple weeks, we're going to be talking about all the cores of our church. Um, I want you to know where we're going. And the first thing that we're, we're going to do, period, is we're going to make Jesus famous. Uh, we're going to be, and I'm going to talk about this in the next couple of weeks, we're, we're, going to, we're going to be the most generous church on the face of the planet. We're pretty close now. We, you don't even want to, I, I'm afraid we're doing 2024 budgets and I don't even want to look at what we gave away in 2023. But we're going to do more next year. We're going to reach more people. We're going to change more lives. We're going to see God be famous in people's lives. They may never remember Thrive Church, but they're going to remember Jesus. So let's pray. Father, as we prepare to dismiss, as we prepare to turn over to the worship team, I just ask that you do in this place what only you can do. Father, will you become famous in the hearts and lives of people as they pursue you, as they love you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being part of our Thrive Tribe. If you want to partner with this ministry and what the Lord is doing here at Thrive, visit thrivechurchonline.com and click on the Give tab. Help us reach more people just like you by rating and subscribing to this podcast. You don't want to miss what's coming next.